This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. We've got another full hour of outdoor information for you. got live reports. We're going to take you down to the line of Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures, and get a blow-by-blow report of what's happening in the duck blind. Uh, it's already legal shooting time in most of the areas along the coast, and we'll be getting the reports on how the opening day of duck season has gone. We're also going to tell you this. I, I tell you, I'm so put out about this bad boy story. Uh, it's incredible. I printed. Uh, I actually set up a link where you can read the entire courtroom transcript. And, and believe me, it's it's about, I think, 28, 29 pages. It's a little lengthy. But believe me, once you start reading it, you will be intrigued about how our justice, and some people refer to it as an injustice system, works. Check it out. It's called The Travesty of Justice. Go to DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. On the bottom of the page, you're going to see a whooping crane. And when you see that, click it on, and I'll tell you the story coming up a little bit later on. All right, also want to get this information out. You know, we had to, I mentioned that the Bogachita National Wildlife Refuge was closed. It automatically closes to hunting and camping when the Pearl River gauge is at 15.5. Well, I've heard from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. They tell me that about an hour, a little over an hour ago, it, it was dropped. The latest uh, update was it had dropped to 15.41. Now, yes, that's under the 15.5, so technically it would be open. But the river is expected to rise and then close the refuge again. So the, the advice is, you, if you're a hunter, you need to monitor that river level very closely. You can go in there and be hunting and the river rise and get past that 15.5 stage, and you could find yourself in a little bit of a precarious situation. Uh, if you want to check that weather, I've been given this as waterweather.gov. That's one of the best ones to get the accurate information. Uh, it gives it to you. I don't know how frequently those are reported, but, uh, you know, just bear in mind that you, you, you're kind of there on thin ice when the river is expected to rise, and it's at 15.41 and 15.5, uh, it actually closes. So be careful. Also, uh, another new rule that's been put into play in Louisiana for deer hunting, um, you've got to use CWD-free and t- safe-tested attractants, urine products. And I had a conversation with the marketing director for Tink's yesterday. Uh, Tink's, their products are all good, at least their 2019 products. If the batch starts with a 9, it's good. And you're going to see an ATA, which is Archery Trade Association. It's a deer protection program on the label. You're good to go. But beware. Now, I have seen some deer urine products in stores uh, without the approval, and it's on the shelf. So they're moving the stuff. It's not illegal to sell it, but it is illegal to possess it if you're out there hunting. So be extremely cautious. If you deer, use deer scents and urine products, make sure that it has that on the label. And if you're using like a scent bomb or a wick or something, make sure that you keep the container with that indication that it has been CWD tested on the bottle. All right, um, let's see, what else? Oh, I got some more text coming in. This one says, uh, they went to Bill Blinds yesterday. Not many big ducks, but they saw several flocks of hooded mergansers. Beautiful birds, 
Eh, you're kind of limited on what you can do as far as cooking them, though. Here's one says, Don, I don't hunt, but I love waking up to the Saturday show. I learn a lot about the state, and it's just so interesting. You're the best. Hey, thank you so much for that. Really appreciate you listening. That is a compliment. When someone doesn't hunt a fish and enjoy watching the show, that means it is we keep it interesting, and that's what we try to do. All right, here's uh, an update. Uh, Jeff was talking about getting some reports. Uh, someone uh, from the Baton Rouge area caught eight keeper bass between Lake Catherine and Lake Bourne and the marsh on the north side of the Wrigley's above Lake Catherine. This was back on August 29th. I had about the same in throwback. So that's a little bit of a delayed report. Uh, maybe if we can get something a little bit more current would be helpful. But, uh, you know, those bass move around depending on the, the salt water uh, levels that are in those areas because now it's become mixed and catching a lot more freshwater fish due to diversions and that we never caught before. All right, coming back after this, uh, Captain Mike Gallo, he fishes in that area, and I tell you, he'll tell you, his catch of bass has been adding to his uh, – Ice chest, when it fills up, when he's out there catching reds and trout and flounders and sheephead and drum, occasional bass will show up too, especially when he's fishing those plastics uh, for redfish in the marsh. I've been with him. We've done it. Red and greens, what we call it. Back with his report right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our text line is 870-870, and I got this one in uh, that bass report we got about the uh, Lake Bourne and Lake Catherine Marsh north of the Wrigley's above Lake Catherine. That was actually on October 29th. It was a misprint, not uh, not August 29th. So uh, that's uh, pretty pretty current. <clears throat> the beauty of this program is we give you real-time reports, most of them anyway. Let's go to Captain Mike Gallo and get one. His reports, by the way, are brought to you by CETO. And i got to tell you, if you check out uh, the Fish and Game report from this week, if you happen to miss it on the news stations in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, uh, I did a little piece on Coast Guard rescuing duck hunters and some safety tip for duck hunters. And one of the things they mentioned was that they work hand-in-hand with CETO. A lot of times they will refer CETO to go out, and sometimes it works the other way. But if you are a member, you call CETO first if you've got a stranding or a distress problem out there. They'll bring you fuel. They'll tow you in 24-7, get you jump-started. It's like having a AAA policy on the water. $179 for a full year gives you complete peace of mind. How do you do it? Pretty easy. CETO.com online or call Captain Chris. You can get him at 504-301-4545. Let's talk to Captain Mike. Mike, what you doing this morning on this chilly Saturday morning opening day of duck season? You're not duck hunting. You're going looking for some fish? <laughs> I did hear some shots across from the Spots and Dots Lodge this morning. So I do know there must be some ducks that were at least flying for a little while. I don't know if those shots were successful, but I did hear some shots. We are not far away in the Lakeshore Estates canals, and we got a couple from uh, Poplarville, Mississippi. Already put one in the box and already missed one. So we just got here and kind of setting up and seeing what today brings us. Are you talking speckle trout? We've, we're targeting speckle trout and redfish. We have put a freshwater catfish in the box. Hey, that's some well welcome addition anyway. Uh, so evidently the water temperature must have dropped significantly to where they're starting to get back up in those canals. Huh? Is that the plan? I am looking. Yeah, I'm looking at my depth finder right now. Water temperature is 60.56 degrees. So it's Ooh, cold, and I'm sure by yeah, I'm, I'm sure by midweek it'll be even colder. But there's been some fish in this area for the last last three weeks. I've been in here in and out. Uh, the Pearl the Pearl River is kind of high, so that's kind of off my radar at the moment. 
but the Lakeshore Estates and Gohegans and Venetian Isles, those man-made canal systems have been productive, as well as the bridges in Lake Pontchartrain have turned on as of this week. Well, that's good news. We've been waiting for that. A lot of people have been waiting that for a long time. Well, let's start with the canal fishing first. What are you using for bait, and how are you working it in those canals? Is it dead dead still on the bottom, or is it a little, not quite cold enough water for that? Right. We're fishing drop shots, and we're fishing live shrimp on the bottom. I have caught some with some plastic mixed in after I get the bite going pretty good. If I do get a good bite going, um, that'll be my, you know, bouncing the matrix off the bottom uh, in conjunction with the live bait. I like to get my customers working with the live bait and then try to mix in some plastic see if we can make the live bait last even longer. As far as the bridges, same scenario. Uh, Either you troll along until you catch a few and then put your anchor down or you uh, strictly troll and jig uh, the legs of the bridges like we've been doing for so many years. Yeah, it's almost like we need a refresher course. It's been so long since we've had, you know, consistent good reports from those bridges, and that that is really good news. Is the wind blowing stiff enough to kind of, Uh, Give you a little bumpy ride if you headed out to the lake, or should it be calm? Well, we did have some pretty significant wind yesterday. Fortunately, it was all out of the north. So I would say, I'm not into bridges right now, but I would say at least the first mile out from the north shore is going to be fishable, and that'll be where your clean water is. So on occasion, when that water gets dirty, it'll help bunch the fish up in clean water, and that'll work to your advantage. So I would certainly think the bridges, at least out to the draw or the hump on the I-10 bridge, would still be clean this morning. Uh, Jeff Brule said he had a tough trip, and when Jeff has a tough trip, that means it is a tough trip because he's a great bass fisherman. What has been your experience lately fishing ICW, Mr. Go, if you've been over that way with bass? I know you don't target them, but they're a frequent bycatch of yours. Right, right. Once the trout got in the area and got fairly consistent, I've been in this area for the last two weeks. So I don't know that I've caught a bass in the last two weeks. I did have some boats run down to the Mystico late last week, and I didn't hear of any catches of bass other than every once in a while a hybrid bass. But that's not what you're talking about. Right. Well, Mike, thanks for the report. Good luck on your trip there in the canals. It sounds I hope you won't have to make a long run because I know there's a lot of people want to get back in front of a TV about 2.30 this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we'll have plenty of time to watch uh, LSU and Alabama, and it looks like our chances are pretty good this year as long as we uh, have good ball security. Well, I think it'll be a good game regardless of what side ends up on top. Mike, uh, tell people how to get a hold of you if they want to book a trip this this fall and winter season. Very easy. You can find me on DimeTheOutdoorsGuy.com. My website is AAOfLA.com. We're on Facebook. Or you can call us at the reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811. Oh, the high-technology world of fishing. That's what we've gotten into. Mike, thanks for the report. I hope you guys catch a bunch, and we'll see you next week, my friend. Thank you, Don. Talk to you then. All right, Captain Mike Gallo fishing in his new Skeeter boat out there, by the way. All right, we come back after this. If you want to fish and stay warm, you paddle for them, or pedal, or paddle and pedal. 
That's kind of what our next guy does. We're talking about Captain Eric Mohabarak is up next with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club Report, presented by Massey's, up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Yeah, you need to be stroking. I'm getting temperatures across the states, and a lot of them in the mid-30s. And where I'm going to be next week in South Dakota, it's 37, just one degree warmer in South Dakota than what it is on coastal Louisiana. Of course, we got... Gulf Coast humidity, too, so that makes it even chilly. All right, bundle up and stay warm. Let's talk to Captain Eric Mohabarak. He's got the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club report brought to you by Massey's. First of all, Captain Eric, what's going on at Massey's? Uh, well, I just received them uh, new pro anglers in, the 360 model, the 14s and the 12s. You ought to see that thing. We're going to have to uh, get you in one of them and let you give it a try. It's really a phenomenal thing. You can actually pivot the boat. In a, in a circle, as if you had twin motors. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just you can go in a complete just pivot, the, the 360 degrees, the whole boat. The drive spins around. It's really a neat concept they came up with. It's uh, it's amazing that the, the science they put into the, into the Hobies. It, it's phenomenal. Uh, and then they also uh, just received yesterday, a matter of fact, the uh, Blue Sky, which is, I uh, believe, a company that's in, in with uh, – Jackson, uh, together, a sister company, and it's a catamaran setup uh, type kayak. And it does have a drive, but unlike the uh, Mirage drive on the Hobies, it does have a propeller uh, type drive. I don't know a whole bunch about it. It's a nice looking boat. It, it really is. And it's real wide and very, very stable, you know. And, um, you know, stop by and check that out. I'm sure they're going to be having a uh, demo day coming up in the next month or so i'm gonna to have to get with them and find that out i'll let you know when it comes out maybe you swing by and try that 360 out you know yeah love to also that catamaran too <clears throat> sounds interesting all right uh we got a yeah. freshwater report from a former paddling reporter catch cormier he's up around the alexandria eric tell us what he's what he's saying is going on over there he's always got good information well, yeah he, he's actually got some great information he uh you know, you would ask for a freshwater report, so I reached out to him to get a little something different, you know. Uh, and uh, he's been catching, you know, on top water with the fly rod. As, as you know, he throws that buggy whip all the time. Um, he's been catching them off of grass lines near deeper water. Um, and then he, when he goes to conventional tackle, he's been using a lot of neg rigs and drop, drop shots off of uh, creek beds. Um, the fish is still pretty much focused on the shad, he said, the shad-like colors. Um, gray, blue, pearl, green flake, you know, um, seems to work better, he said. Uh, and then his new son-in-law and the other day when they were fishing, he was out there throwing the old famous uh, black and yellow beetle spin, catching some bass. You know, not giants, but, you know, 14, 15-inch fish. It uh, sounded like a good trip. And uh, his exact location, I don't know, because he does go through creeks and, and, and ponds and lakes and everywhere up there. But you know, it sounds like they, they're having a decent time. Not great numbers, but uh, off the stumps and things like that, they're not catching, you know, brush piles. They're not catching great numbers yet. But sounds like things are doing very well up there for them, you know. Very good. How about where you've been fishing? I know you've been down that Highway 23, and I was down yeah. there this week. Man, there's a lot of bull reds out there, but I don't know if they're close enough to get to in a kayak. Well, the you know, that's funny because I, I, I was looking for y'all because I, I knew y'all were going down there. And, you know, of course, I've seen a lot of ski, especially where I was fishing. I was right there most probably where y'all launched at. <laughs> and, uh, you, uh, and, and, you know, I've seen a bunch of skeeters running out, uh, you know, and I know Ryan runs the skeeters. 
but I actually had a, a decent trip that day. And, and this is why the Lafayette Rat Yak is mad at me. <laughs> he, uh, he, he wanted me to save him a redfish and a and I forgot to save him a redfish because he wants to cook a couvee on. Uh-oh. But, um, yeah, Uh-oh. my client, you know, he likes to catch and release. Um, so, you know, I do what the client says. And, I, just, you know, I could have kept one, and I just forgot to forgot to keep him one. So he's upset with me. So he's going to have to be stuck on his boot end, um, you know. But uh, we did catch, you know, a, a nice one, uh, 39 inches. And the rest of the fish, we caught about 12 fish that day. You know, total, because we were targeting big fish, and like you said, you know, my, my, my location on having to reach them, I can't run out to the to the outer bays and stuff like that like the guys in the boats can. But it is the time of year that you do catch larger fish if you target them in the right area. Now, the colder it gets, you will be getting more of these larger fish in. You know, um, you would catch them 41, 42 inches. I'm sure there's bigger ones. I just haven't caught one. One, one, I think one time years ago, I caught one was 44. Um, but all our fish mm-hmm. were over 27 inches, and that was uh, pretty impressive. And on that day, it was kind of weird, too. I was expecting to pick up a few trout, and we did. We only hit five trout, though, but uh, the water was real nice, and uh, it was a good day of fishing. You know, the guy really enjoyed it. And uh, actually, he's a big fan of your uh, t- television show. Um, one of his favorite episodes was when we did the catfish show. And then, uh, well, I got to tell you, that's you one know, of my favorite episodes too. That was fun. But to do yeah, that again, yeah, we'll do that again. Yeah. Well, in fact, I got an idea. I'm going to hit you with in a, in a little while. I'll send you an <laughs> email. Um, but, uh, anyway, the, the following trip, we went out for, uh, you know, just slot redfish to get something to eat. And, uh, for the guy to take home he, from Indiana, man, real nice guy. Um, we, tried a bunch of different lures and stuff, and it, the, the redfish were just feeding on these little bit. I'm going to say they were shrimp, like little bitty, bitty, like fingernail-sized shrimp, like if you clip your fingernail, you know. And uh, if you didn't see that, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't catch them. And you had to take, and the only thing they would hit, you know, because I threw the gulp and, and, the, and the saltwater assassins and the, and the matrix and all of that, but the only thing they would hit was a quarter-ounce spoon, and you'd have to actually hit the water and the edge of the grass at the same time. And the only place you'd get a bite is if those little, whatever that little bait was, it's either a small fry fish or a shrimp. And I'm thinking it was a shrimp, by the way, it would jump, and it was just so small you could barely see them. You know, it just looked like glistening water jumping out of the water. Uh, but we did end up with mm-hmm. five, you know, which was a limit, which is a good day. And I uh, cleaned him up for him, and he packed him up and took him home, you know. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be back to, to enjoy Louisiana again. And uh, he, was, he was a real nice guy. He had a, you know, beautiful day. You know, good nights with better weather, you know. Um, as far as anything yeah. else going on, uh, you know, the kayak club, they just had their uh, elections. And uh, pretty much everybody stayed the same except for assistant tournament director. Dan Rydell is now going to be taking that position. And then uh, a buddy, old trout slayer, Brendan Bayard, decided to step up and do vice president. So uh, we could, they got some positive things going on back over there. I might even jump back in a couple tournaments with them guys, see what's going on. Yeah, who was uh, Brendan's campaign then, manager? Did you take care of that? Were you his campaign manager? Uh, no, no. He just kind of said, okay, I'll do it, and, and he jumped in. <laughs> yeah, yeah so he's, he's a good guy. Okay. He's, he's always been, ready been, to go. Well, we got another election before. going yeah, yeah, we got another election yeah. going on coming up real soon. Anyway, uh, glad to congratulate both of those folks. Great club, yeah. great offices. 
All right, well, somebody yeah. wants to get a hold of you and make a kayak trip, you do that for a living. Tell them how to get you. Yeah. Well, they can get in touch with me through your website, and you know that. Uh, down to Beach Outdoors. And then um, uh, uh, call me on my phone is the easiest, 504-313-8292. Or check out uh, the Facebook page, The Louisiana Kayak Company. And I'm also on Instagram, The Louisiana Kayak Company. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's the easiest way, 504-313-8292. And uh, we're going to okay. have a good, Martha good wanted me today, to, yeah. Martha wanted me to let you know she's uh, getting all settled in with a little crimson beanie with the A on it. And to watch the yeah, game well, she can stay over there across the lake. <laughs> I don't want her on Highway 23 no more. I'm out. That's it. Oh, somebody, you know? Wait, somebody I just mean, texted me and said the reason why they have the A on the beanie, that's as far as they mm-hmm. can get on the spelling of the name of the state. So. That, that sounds about right. And then, you know, didn't, didn't Martha go to Florida or something, too? Didn't we beat them? <laughs> <laughs> she spent some time. Go Tigers, yeah. baby. <clears throat> she spent a lot of time in a lot of places. All right, Captain Merrick, yeah. thanks for the report, buddy. Go get them, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, y'all have a great day. All right, bye-bye. All right, coming up after this, uh, we may have the winner of the baddest of the bad boys. You know, we have a contest at the end of the year. It'll be next month, and we let you, the listeners, select the baddest of the bad. I got a candidate coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And got a couple of texts to catch up on. This one from uh, Captain Sam Barbera says, Happy Vets Day, Don. Go Army. Right back at you, Captain Sam. Thank you for your service. And also got this one in. Uh, Someone is in the duck line this morning uh, thinking about Captain Tofield Bourgeois. Missing his reports, as we all do. All right, right after this quick station identification pause, one of the most, I guess, egregious cases of injustice that I've ever seen with regard to wildlife and fishery cases. We've got it for you. It's called Bad Boys of the Outdoors. We're back with it right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. The 53-year-old killer of an endangered whooping crane, one that was the male lifetime mate of a female, that together produced over five years a total of 23 eggs, pled guilty, and was sentenced in the Lafayette courtroom of Judge Carol B. Whitehurst on Monday. case began back on July 24th of 2018 when Gilvin Oquan of Villeplatte apologized for shooting the crane, of which there are approximately only 69 alive in Louisiana today, and part of an intense yet successful eight-year-old reintroduction plan. The bird, identified as L8-11, was one of the first pair to mate in Louisiana since the 1940s. Oakland's public defender testified that he had killed a bird while he was mowing grass because he wanted to get it and other white birds out of a farmer's pond. The farmer pays him in crawfish, and Gilvin Oquan didn't understand the severity of killing a bird valued at over $93,000 and was throwing himself at the mercy of the court because except for traffic violations, he's never been in trouble before, and he's indigent collecting only disability and Social Security directed for the care of grandchildren. Judge Carol B. Whitehurst, despite hearing from several Letters from several organizations urging severe sentencing that could have brought a maximum of a year in jail and a $50,000 fine. And while U.S. Attorney Joseph Sifker recommended a more lenient sentence of three years probation, 180 hours of community service, suspension of hunting and fishing license for three years, and optional jail time, 
Judge Whitehurst imposed the extremely generous, if not ridiculously light, in my opinion, sentence of two years probation, no hunting or fishing, 120 hours community service, and to complete a free state hunter education program with only the cash payment to be $10 assessment and $30 processing fees. No criminal fine, no jail time, no ban of owning a firearm, no restitution for a $93,000 magnificently highly protected animal representing a species struggling to survive. No, none of that. And to top it off, his lawyer, Mr. James Lauren Clock, had the gall and audacity to object to the severity and substance of the judgment and plans to file an appeal on behalf of admitted whooping crane killer, 53-year-old Gilvin P. Oquan of Villeplatte, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Oh, I got to tell Are you kidding me, Miss Whitehurst? A South Dakota man got an $85,000 fine in civil restitution for the same offense. You give Oakland two years probation, no hunting, fishing, 120 hours community service. I doubt if the value of his work is worth $5 an hour, and at that would only be a $600 total payback. And to complete a free hunter education course, again, that's at our expense. Not good, Judge Whitehurst. When you know from your testimony you understand the severity of this case, not good execution of your responsibility to the citizens of this state and country. And you, Mr. Public Defender James Clock, to ask for a reduction in a too harsh sentence through appeal when you and Oakland should be on your knees in gratitude for the mercy shown by the court. You, sir, are more disgusting than the perpetrator. My opinion. What's yours? Text me, 870-870. Too light, just right, or not enough? 870-870. All right, coming back after this, Ryan Lambert. He fishes bull reds by week, and weekend he's in the duck blind with his favorite clients. We'll check him out and get his take right after this time. Out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, he was Plastic Man Wednesday. We were throwing plastic at bull reds, but this morning he's the man of steel because he's headed for the duck blind, or maybe they're already. Ryan, what's going on down there in Buras this morning? A lot of shooting, buddy. A lot of shooting. A lot of poachers. I got people in my back pocket. <laughs> Oh man, you know that 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 ruins the experience when you got to deal with all that it stuff. Does, you know, especially they're hundred yards away from me on my lease. <laughs> it won't, it oh, won't leave. <laughs> won't leave. I just get their boat numbers and we'll put a stop to that this season. We we'll just turn them over to DA. That's all I can do. Yeah. Well, <sighs> how's no the bird hunting though. been? It's no teal, huh? All teal, teal by the thousands. But uh, I, I I saw, you know, probably. 10,000 uh, ringnecks just passed by up high, just migrating down. I mean, just the whole sky was just lined up with them. But uh, I've seen some, some uh, flat-bellied squealers and and blue-winged teal, not even green wings, just everything real early. You know, the good thing about having a bluebird day like today is you get to identify those birds much easier because you get to bluebird. see all those colors, you know. It's cloudy here. Really? Well, most yeah, of it's, it's got bright blue sky and sunshine. <laughs> you got some really? good duck weather down there. Yeah, well, I'm sure yeah, it's headed it's, that way. It must be the it must be the last vestiges of that frontal system, you know, before it gets off into the Gulf. It, it's over you right now, but it's going to get clear pretty soon, I would think. Yeah. 
But right now, it's, it's 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 a beautiful duck day right now. I mean, absolutely beautiful. I came out to my blind a little late. They got all the customers lined up at the other lease, and I came down to the new lease here off of Baptiste. But, oh, they got people everywhere. <laughs> I hate opening yes. day. As much as you should love opening day, I hate it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it live well, out. Yep. And well, we're looking forward to our trip. Fishing. They caught yeah, fish yesterday uh, and all that wind. Terry had... Terry had thirty something trout and all that wind yesterday and, and by early, you know, he didn't fish till about eleven o'clock and he still had thirty something trout, so crazy. And those but, uh bull reds uh, are still out there for those that want them, huh? Oh, Ty went out there the day after us and just absolutely must have caught thirty five. Just yeah. fish after fish out. I, I I don't think Miss Louisiana could have took thirty five bulls though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she could have took one more. You know, it was funny when she got that reel with the handle on the wrong side. She was actually crossing over trying to crank on it and the fish was pulling down <laughs> the back of the boat. She she was a mess. She was a mess. <laughs> she, she was what a nice she girl, was ambidextrous. Huh? Oh yeah, I <laughs> yeah. enjoyed them. Yeah, I'll get a nice cooking feature the, and I'm, the girls coming. It's going to be so cold Wednesday morning. Oh, my word. I see that. And y'all I coming? It's, oh, oh, gosh. I think we're going to hunt the oldies <laughs> so we don't have to come all the way down here. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might drag well, the boat it, up there. How's that high river affecting things down there right now? It's actually making it good. You know, all the places that, that we could launch because the launch, you know, the launch was silted in, so we wouldn't have been able to launch without it. So we were able to get out the fort and – uh you know, it's helping keep keep our uh, grass because you, you get these north winds that push this big tidal surge in. Normally, it'll kill everything, but there's so much fresh water in in the marsh that it can't kill it. So, it's working out. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna let you get back to calling in some ducks. Hopefully, the big ones will start flying maybe a little later. And you get something else besides teal, unless y'all limit out real quick. And in the meantime, uh, we're gonna get back to you a little bit later on, probably about eight, just before nine o'clock. We'll get back in touch with you. And, Find out what the, okay. what the results look like. All right, sounds great, buddy. Okay, thank you, Captain Ryan Lambert. CajunFishingAdventures.com is where you're going to find him. I think he had another. Somebody had a phone ring. All right, we come back. Uh, we got some of your comments to share with the audience. Eight seventy eight seventy about our bad boy, the outdoors, uh, whooping crane killer, who a judge basically slap on the wrist. And and I, I really strongly urge you to read that complete transcript. Uh, it's a little long reading, but believe me, you, you'll get an insight into what goes on in our courtrooms and how much justice there is for the perpetrators and how much injustice there is for the victims. Check it out. It's at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. A little bit later on, we're going to have some special guests talking about this. Phil Vassor, who handles the Whooping Crane Management Program for Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and Lizzie Condon with the International Crane Foundation, who I want to thank. Uh, she, along with the Audubon Society, uh, paid the price of getting that, that full courtroom transcript and made it available on my website. We'll be right back to wrap it up and tell you what's coming up on More Outdoors right after these messages from our sponsors on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, catching you up on our text messages from our audience. This one says, good morning, Don. I was wondering if I should bring a crowbar next week in case those pheasants are frozen to the ground. I'm looking forward to what I know is going to be a good trip. That's from Smokey, listening to us in Baton Rouge. Same name as my uh, German short hair pointer, by the way. All right, here we have uh, another one that says, Backstrap Stacker here in Mobile. I hope all the LSU fans had a great duck hunt this morning because it's all downhill after that. RTR. 
Uh, trash talking on the outdoor show. Yeah, got to have it. Here's one uh, good morning from the Mad Trucker who's listening to us up there in Alabama. Uh, here, uh, we got a lot of votes about the sentencing of Judge Carol Whitehurst on Gilvin Oakware, bad boy saying it's not enough. Here's a comment said, that's why people so freely break game laws in Louisiana, because there's no repercussions for their actions. Another says, anybody killing a whooping crane deserves a year in prison and a $100,000 fine. Another says he should never be allowed to hunt or fish again. 200 hours community service at animal shelters and probation for three years. Uh, Another says, can the judge be voted out? She needs to go. Is my understanding that judge, that magistrate judgeship is an appointed position, and I believe she's there till 2023, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the crane killer, this is another one, the crane killer should never hunt again, and the judge should go to a hunter education class. When you read the, the entire transcript, this judge, she knew the whole whooping crane story. She heard from a lot of people from a lot of conservation organizations. It's not like she just blew it off because she didn't know about it. Believe me, she understood it, and she still chose to give that slap of the wrist sentence. Uh, Here's one. If this person is sole caretaker for those children and only receiving Social Security and doing part-time jobs um, and something about lock him up. Oh, I don't know where the rest of that text was. This one says you have fishing report for the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, Maybe somebody can give us one. Another one says lock him up. Another one says um, kill this and you're celebrated, but kill that and you're prosecuted. It's all too confusing. I'm going to watch football. It's really not all that confusing. Uh, you just have to apply yourself and understand laws and rules. And, you know, one thing about that case that, that worries me or bothers me or confuses me, who goes grass-cutting with a shotgun, you know? I don't know. Gilvin O'Quinn did. I don't know if he will anymore. Anyway, all right, coming up uh, on Bayou Wild TV, by the way, if you haven't seen this week's show, it's uh, entitled Where are the Ducks?, uh, we've got a segment in there with Mike Bench, longtime DU volunteer, uh, chairman of the New Orleans chapter, or state chairman in the past. Uh, we've got him and some young waterfowl hunters and conservationists coming up to, to carry the baton. Pretty interesting little segment. We made a duck hunt with them in Delacroix. Then there's the where are the ducks uh, question with Mark Merchant. Some really good, compelling video and information there and chef john Foltz. he told us this is the first time his death by gumbo recipe has ever been shown on tv where you ask by you wild tv coming up a little later this morning 9 a.m it'll be on cox sports tv then again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m on cox sports and tomorrow night on its regular time prime time sundays at 7 p.m it's by you wild and of course you can watch it anywhere anytime on your internet device by going to BayouWildTV slash YouTube and catch the YouTube broadcast of the program. All right, coming up uh, right after we shut this down, I'm going to be joined for a Hunt Fish Talk on more outdoors. And if you're not familiar with how to listen to that, go to radio.com and you'll see the HD2 station. Or go to that website of mine. Everything's there. You can listen to the broadcast there. Wendy uh, Billiot, Keith uh, Lusher going to discuss some of the, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries current issues that our next governor will be dealing with. And as I mentioned, Lizzie Condon, International Crane Foundation, and Phil Vassour. You're also going to be joining us with, uh, oh, thank you very much. We appreciate the applause. <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about the successful 
despite killer interference, whooping crane program to restore those birds back in the state of Louisiana. And then, uh, before we wrap it up, we'll take you back out to some of the duck blinds, Ryan Lambert, uh, Kirk Stancil, and Mike Smith. See you next week with another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.